Is there anybody here with us tonight? Can you make a noise to let us know that you're here? Can't sleep? You came to the right place. Cozy in, because we have an eerie night ahead of us. I'm Sydney. And I'm JC. And we are not afraid. I'm Sydney Miller, and I have been investigating the paranormal since I was 16 years old. My interest in the field, though, began after I watched my first episode of Ghost Hunters in the seventh grade, which really put me on this path that I am on. I spent four years as a tour guide at the Ohio State Reformatory, where I spent many hours leading ghost walks and ghost hunts. I also spent a year giving ghost walks at Landall's Mohican Castle before moving down to South Carolina where I am now a member of South Carolina Paranormal Research and Investigation, who have recently been accepted as a member of the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Hi, I'm JC Snyder, and I've been interested in the paranormal since I was very young. However, I've only just recently began my adventure as a paranormal investigator. Most of my younger days were spent in libraries reading the Haunted Ohio books, uh, just based off from, from where I'm from. Uh, but I've been investigating for the past three years now uh, at the Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, the reason we decided to make this podcast is because we both have a love for the paranormal. Uh, and we really want to expand our reach and share our knowledge and help others understand that they are not alone in the paranormal field. So it is important for you to know that we are both experienced paranormal investigators. And while I wouldn't necessarily call ourselves professionals, we do approach everything from a paranormal investigator perspective. So while we may not be experts in all realms of the paranormal field, we are open to them. And that's what we are here to explore. So you can expect to hear from us everything from witchcraft to voodoo, paranormal tips and tools, real life evidence and experiences and everything in between. Tonight, we sit down with Harmony Harris, a real life witch from Columbia, South Carolina. And she will help us dive deeper into the understanding of witchcraft. She has been an empathetic hearth witch for over 30 years, and her main focus is to bring the balance of healthy energy back into the home. Welcome to I'm Not Afraid of the Dark, but tonight, witches on Halloween scare me. So how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. I'm doing really, really well. So first of all, I would just like for you to explain to our listeners what you do because many people have this cartoon image of an old lady on a broomstick right. when they think of a witch and we know it's much more than that so if you could just explain to us what exactly it is that you do okay well yeah there is a lot of misconceptions about witchcraft um i am a practicing hearth witch and a pagan for over 34 years now so my spiritual path of hearth witchcraft and it's also known as cottage witchcraft um, basically focuses on the magic of the home, working with fairies, earth uh, deities, devas, elementals, uh, spirits of the land and within the home, and so much more. I'm also a hedge witch, so that's where the spirit part comes in, and as well, I work in uh, green magic. So I do a lot of natural magic within my path, and I'm an oracle and tarot reader and an empath, so all of this and plus more. <laughs> 
Absolutely. So um, can you explain to us more of what you mean by magic? Like, obviously, it's not some guy on a stage pulling a rabbit out of a hat. What is, what is magic to you? Well, magic is basically a natural, natural energies. And those energies can be used to create, um, create magic from different sources, such as from the earth, from the planets, deities, spirits, stones, herbs, elements, and so much more. Um, for me, you know, it's all about tapping into those natural energies and creating a change within your life. Um, whether it's, whether it's for just trying to, for example, you know, you're trying to get a job, you know, maybe that's a good way to use your energies as a witch to cast a spell. Um, how do you want to say and get that job, you know, but witchcraft is so much more than what you see on television. It really is. It's a individual type of personal path and, a lot of witches uh, like myself have been doing this for a very long time. I've been on my path for about 34 years now. And my path has ultimately changed my life and helped me and in times that I didn't think I would be able to, you know, have hope in myself. So it is a very positive path if you if you take it that way, Sydney. Absolutely. That's incredible. So would you mind talking a little bit more about the origins of witchcraft in general? Where does it come from? Where, who does it originate with? Absolutely. I can. And you know, there is a, Sydney, there's a lot of debate on this. There's a lot of scholars debate on this because each culture, um, each spiritual culture has their own kind of uh, turn on this and their own spin. Um, but there is really, in my opinion, with the origins of witchcraft, for me, it's been around what I've learned from uh, biblical times, Babylonian times. Um, it has been mentioned in the earliest records of the book of Samuel, believe it or not, which was written probably either 931 B.C. or 721 B.C. era. I'm not sure on that part, but it, it was mentioned in the book of Samuel that King Saul sought out a witch to conjure the spirit of a dead prophet, which was Samuel, to help him defeat the Palestine army that he was uh, going against. And he believed that Samuel could help him. So he had to find a witch to uh, help him in this process. But it's, it's interesting, really, it's interesting if you think about it, um, that witchcraft has been in so many different um paths such as Egyptians. I mean, Egyptians had the longest civilization there was. Um, and they had spell books. Um, some people fight over this little area, um, either in 20, uh, 2900 BC or uh, BCE or 1600 BCE. They had over uh, a lot of books on uh, witchcraft or their rituals, how how they were initiating people, how they were performing their magical rituals and charms even before then. So you see, witchcraft has been around for a very, very long time, at least 3,000 years or so. Yeah, for sure. So it sounds like the origins are sort of um, kind of scattered all over the place. And It is. Yeah. It all depends on the culture, what I've learned. And it's always been a debate on that. Always been a debate on it. 
Um, but I find out that at each culture has something to do with magic and the paranormal, you know, and especially during this time of the year, you you learn so much different things uh, regarding um, the subject. You really do. It's so much on witchcraft. Yeah, for sure. There, I, I definitely do see um, a link when it comes to any sort of mm-hmm. paranormal phenomenon and whether it be witchcraft or um, druids or uh, right. Wiccans, all, all these different names we have for mm-hmm. it. It's sort of all in, interconnected to this some sort of paranormal activity that we're all trying to uh, seek out here. Absolutely. I agree there. I mean, it seems like a lot of spiritual cultures have always been fascinated with the dead and, and paranormal things. I mean, each culture, if you look back, you will find that, especially with the Egyptians. I mean, they had so much uh, gods and goddesses. And um, if you look at how they did their funeral uh, and their process with funeral uh you will find out, oh my goodness, it's just so much. I mean, but it is fascinating. If, if you go and research and read a lot, you will find out so many things about different cultures and how they uh, worked with the dead or what they believed in um, regarding the dead and, and so on. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's just this ongoing um, just fascination that people have um, mm-hmm. with the dead and even how they um and some cultures celebrate it so like if you look at day of the dead um oh yes and their celebration of um in the in the spanish and the mexican culture their celebration of um the dead and and putting up these shrines to them and uh hoping that they'll come back those first two days of november oh yes absolutely i mean uh halloween was originally called hollow mass believe it or not and um, it was uh, the Christians actually uh, made their made this holiday, um, even though it has pagan roots from the Celtic. But you can see how all these cultures have their own turn on on what they see and what they view uh, regarding um, spirits and um, the afterlife and so on. It's really interesting. Absolutely. So when we're looking at this is going back to like ancient Egyptians and all these other um, early times of the like biblical times of uh, the origins of witchcraft. We get to the 1600s in America and we have these issues going on in places like Salem, Massachusetts. Correct. And they're, they're, they're killing people because um, they're supposedly witches. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, and this is just my opinion, um, I think it was a little bit more political where Salem was uh, re- regarding to them. Um, but it was, it was a big hysteria because you just got to imagine um, in the European countries, um, witches were burned. I mean, innocent people were burned at the stake between the 14 and 1600s. I mean, we had over 50,000 people, and this is including Salem in America as well. 50,000 women were executed um, for uh for being practicing witches supposedly and then you find out with the hysteria between february 1692 to may 1693 okay there were 19 people hanged and this is regarding salem now there were 19 people hanged and there was one um that was crushed to death now over in european they used to in those countries they used to burn witches um at the stake and 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 even worse. Um, but here in America, they, they kind of like, 
Um, instead, they uh, they pretty much had dunked them. They would beat them to death. Uh, some of them would die in jail before they were even brought up to trial. It, it was a horrible, it was a horrible time um, back in those days. I mean, it was it was horrible. The way it stopped, and I found this was interesting. The, the only reason why the Salem witch trials kind of stopped was because the governor at that time, his wife was, uh, was suspected. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that. And, and all of a sudden, he started uh, pardoning a lot of people and passing um, laws and um, letting people go that were already in, um, in jail for witchcraft. I'm telling you, it was a lot, and I believe it was a lot of political going on there, in my opinion, but that's just my opinion, but everybody else has got their turn on it, a lot of witches, but I do see, you know, it's persecution, and even today in some countries, um, people are still getting persecuted for uh, practicing witchcraft. Wow. Wow. That's the crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even in the 1980s, um, 1980s, mid-1980s, America passed where it was okay for people to practice witchcraft. Man. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and I mean, it's, it is like, wow, really? 1980s, y'all decided it's okay now that we can practice witchcraft? I mean, <laughs> you That's know, insane. it is insane, isn't it? Yeah, so, like, do you still get, like, weird looks from people? Do you get a lot of questions? Like, how do people treat you in 2020 when you tell them, like, oh, yeah, I'm a practicing witch? Well, you know what? At first, really don't say anything. And once they get to know me, then um, they might find out eventually. And when they do, they don't have a problem with it because they get to know me as a person, you know. Um, some people aren't that lucky. Um, you still get a little bit of, oh, you're a devil worshiper. No, I'm not a devil worshiper. Um, but most of that I do come across and are still my friends today. Um, they respect me and they understand and they and we have that type of communication where I can tell them about my path and um, they feel fine with it. You know, and they're kind of like, I'm glad you're a witch because I could come to you for certain things, you know, and so on. So. You know, it just depends on the witch, but a lot of people still, you know, um, have to hide and, uh, and it's unfortunate. It really is that we're still going through sometimes those, uh, those discrimination type of things, you know? For sure. I totally understand. I think, um, as a paranormal investigator, we get that a lot too. Obviously uh, I meet somebody there. That's not what I open with. Um, but when they do, do find that out, uh, every once in a while you do get sort of some judgment, some silent glares yeah. and whatnot. Uh, but I think for us, it's been helpful because it's sort of what it's entrenched in society now with all these TV shows that are out there. Um, but for you guys, I don't think people see that connection because they're, they're not openly talking about witches and all these um, yeah. magic and stuff that it's all Absolutely. been the focus on the, the science and the paranormal and the tools and that, but we, we leave out that other part that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of have the taste of what we what we actually, you know, experience. And I mean, it's a mixture, but we have come a long way um, here in America and in some other countries, you know, UK, we're a little bit more, we can be a little bit more open. You can look up and 
on YouTube alone and you will find so many witches that have their own channels and they're talking and, uh, and sharing about their, uh, their path because every witch is different, how they go about practicing and so on. Um, but for me, I think when people get to know me first and then they find out what I do, they don't really have a problem with it. And they want to, and some people want to be educated nowadays about it because, you know, you, like you said, there's a lot of paranormal shows out there, but you still get those ones like, "Uh uh-huh, you're a witch, you know, oh, you're going to, you're going to cast a hex on me or, you know, you get that a lot. And I mean, you get that discrimination, but overall in all for me, myself, um, lots of people, when they find out what I am, and they're like, I don't have a problem. And we can have that open-minded discussion and I can, you know, relieve some of those fears that were preconceived by, uh, by history, you know, because witches didn't have a good rep, you know? For sure. Yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Well, it does appear that things are moving in the right direction so that's good it's good for all of us the more cool. i think the, the more we talk about it, the more we do things like like this podcast and tv shows or youtube channels or whatever it is i think um that's only going to help us look less like crazy people and right. more you know understanding like this this is a thing and we're just here to help right. people exactly i that's one of the reasons why i'm here tonight is because i want to educate the public and i want them to know you may not approve of what i do but you know what um i'm out there and i'm spreading um i'm trying to help uh spread some enlightenment here and and let you know that there isn't anything to fear well not with me there's nothing to fear i'm a practicing witch i haven't i don't harm anyone um and I understand what I do. I, I do. I've been learning a, for a very long time. I had a wonderful mentor um, that brought me into the craft, um, showed me the right way. And, you know, and I've been doing it ever since, you know, helping people understand and, and helping them, helping all types of people from different walks of life, different religions. And witchcraft has opened those doors so I can help people. And I'm proud of that. And I will tell anyone that if they ask me, Hey, you know, any question, I will answer them with total honesty. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, we're so happy to have you here um, and to help you for you. I am honored to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, I'm going to switch gears here just a little bit. And there's so there's some terms when we're trying to look into um, things like witchcraft in um, mm-hmm. similar realms. So rosemary, quartz, sage, these are words that get thrown around a lot um, just in the paranormal field. So and from your perspective, how mm-hmm. are these used um, in removing or detecting paranormal activity? Well, personally, every witch is going to tell you differently. But for myself, um, when I use anything, because uh, paranormal investigators started coming to me like two and a half years ago, or even before then, they found me on social media because I do have a page called Simply Witch. I have one on, uh, also we have a page on Instagram. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. So people find me and they, and I've had paranormal investigators contact me and say, Hey, you know, we had something follow us home and, or can you give me like, 
not not too long ago, I had uh, some paranormal investigators from Central Florida contact me. Um, they sent some of their footage from the home that they were in. Okay, um, and they were like, "Look, we think this is dynamic. You know, what can we do here?" Um, and I said, "Do you smudge? Do you understand that process?" And they were like, "No." And I they wanted me to ride all the way down to central Florida. Well, good thing that they did contact me because I have a sister that is lives in central Florida that was able to help them get the information and be able to bring the Catholic um, diocese into the picture because the family was Catholic. And um, far as I know, everything's good now. They did um, go through the house and, and, and cleanse it out and remove the spirit. Um, it can be a scary situation, but I do, uh, but I am now going into the field of paranormal investigating because it goes hand in hand with what I do. So, you know, but my thing is like this, you know, I'm going to continue to help out people um, regarding this the best that I can. Uh, every situation, of course, is different, but I've always worked with paranormal investigators and I'm always going to continue to. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that the further along we get um, in this field, I think you're going to see a lot more merging of witches and Wiccans and Druid and paranormal investigators. And eventually they're like, they're all going to be the same people. Um, right. Maybe still go by different names, but we really do a lot of similar things, a lot of the same thing. And I think we're going to start seeing more of those things overlapping in the future. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm headed, I'm already headed into that field. I've been doing paranormal investigating for two and a half years now, and I'm still learning everything. And I use a lot of, like you were asking me about rosemary and quartz and all this. I use a lot of those things in my practice. Um, even when I go into a client's home, I will, uh, every situation is different, like I stated earlier, and I will continue to use some of the stuff that I've learned in the craft with that as well. So it's like I'm merging two paths together and, and it works out beautifully. I mean, you know, and with sage, sage is wonderful and rosemary are wonderful to smudge out the home. Um, because sometimes, um, these homes are left with energies, and energies within the home are a big thing. And that's why I'm a hearth witch, because I can go in your home and I can use dowsing rods and I can figure out where all that negative energy is coming from in some situations. And I can use whatever methods such as sage or I can um, I can use a sage. I can use other things such as quartz. Quartz crystals are great. Um to uh for everything um if you wanted to keep something out of your home or you wanted to protect your land you could bury quartz crystals at each corner of your property um just different things but yeah i mean like i said you know we're gonna see a lot more merging and it has begun and it will continue i do believe and i think that's a good thing i think that's a good thing for people out there to have these resources now I agree 100%. So we brought up some terms that I want to make sure are clear for our, our listeners. So we've been talking about witches, which you've made a pretty clear picture of. Um, and we've also talked about Wiccans and Druids. Would you mind just for our listeners explaining what the difference is between what you do and what they do? Okay, so 
I'm going to try to do this as quick as possible, but it is a lot to it because there is a big difference. And I can understand how everything overlaps because you watch movies and TV shows and so on. And I can understand um, the confusion, you know, why people would assume everybody does the same thing. Right. You know, but the thing is, is everyone's different in the craft. And the thing is, is paganism is basically an umbrella term, okay? And uh -huh. it's used to refer to non-Abrahamic religions. Um, I'm a pagan, and I practice an earth-based spirituality like many um, pagans do, and there are lots of different um, traditions within that, such as uh, Norse and Druidry, uh, Druid, I'm sorry, and Celtic, and so on. Um, there's a lot that falls underneath that umbrella. And Wicca is one of the newest uh, religions, actually, um, and because it is earth-based spirituality, and it was established by Gerald Gardner in the mid-40s and 50s. So, but the whole thing is, is that a lot of Wiccans and pagans, even though magic runs in our culture, in our roots, not a lot, not a lot of pagans and Wiccans practice witchcraft, okay? And some pagans do not call themselves Wiccans, and some Wiccans, because it is a pagan-based spirituality, may call themselves uh, pagans as well. Um, but witchcraft now, witchcraft uh, is totally different, okay? Because witchcraft is not a religion. It's a craft. It revolves around um, the study of the occult and the study in the practice of magic, um, how Anybody can practice witchcraft. You don't have to be a pagan. You don't have to be a Wiccan. You can um, you can be a Christian. We do have Christian witches. You can be Buddhist. You could be even uh, Jewish. Or you could even be an atheist and just practice witchcraft, okay? So you can bring your religion into witchcraft or you don't have to. Now, I'm pagan. And I do practice witchcraft. So there is a lot and there's lots, many more traditions um, in witchcraft um, and and so on. So, I mean, we've had we have a lot of different practices um, within that as well and traditions. And there are some that, you know, uh, follow hearth witchcraft. You don't have to be a pagan to practice that because it's witchcraft. It's a craft. So it's interesting and it can be confusing because it does change. And some of us, like myself, I don't believe in a labels, you know, when it when it was when it's regarding my path. Um, but if I have to explain to somebody outside of my path, yes, I, I will use some terms and I will clarify what I do. But every witch is different. Every witch is different how they uh, how they go about that. OK, but for me personally, you know, witchcraft is a personal path. Um, it's a lot of studying. It's a lot of practicing and a lot of researching and and so on, you know, and it's a personalized, individualized type of path. I mean, you're going to you're going to bring in your morality into it, just like someone who's a Christian and is non-denominational they may not be catholic or anything but they have their own relationship with god and jesus and so on you know they may not go to church you know but they'll have their own relationship and some of us witches are like that that actually makes a lot of sense into how different witches are going to have different practices and different it's almost like you're like a recipe where it's you can have all the formula there and you can put in all the same ingredients, but it's never going to turn out the exact same way every time. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And some witches are eclectic. They borrow from different spiritual paths and practice their craft that way. Um, there are set traditions some and i mean it's it's wild it's wild and some people say i'm everything so you, you know but <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you but you know what that's fine because you know what even with a person that is a christian the divine comes differently for everyone and your spiritual beliefs come differently and i think that that's why people uh that's why they misunderstand when someone says i'm a witch or I'm this, you know, um, because it's a lot of misconceptions, just as we were talking about earlier about Salem and the, the witch trials and, and over in Europe as well. A lot of bad history, a lot of bad rep there, you know, and and we're trying to straighten that out as as we go along, you know, into nowadays, you know, we're trying to set the record straight. We're trying to educate people um, so that way they don't just assume, you know, just never assume if someone is a witch, ask them, you know, if you have that type of relationship with them, ask them to explain their path. And you will find out that they will have most of them will have no problem explaining to you what they do and what they practice within their craft. Excellent. Excellent. So you brought up earlier. Um, about some people assuming that you're a satanic worshiper. So mm -hmm. what do you have to say to people or potential listeners who m do associate witchcraft with satanic worship? All I can say is, is you, all I can say is here is that personally for myself, where I'm coming from with this is please don't assume because, you know, I, I'm a pagan. I do not, have anything that has to do with Abrahamic faith. I, I, I that, that belongs in the Abrahamic faith. I do not practice uh, Christianity. I have nothing against Christians. I think I have wonderful Christian friends, but to set the record straight, there is no devil in my craft. What I do is, is simply from nature that I, I always tell this to people do not assume I'm a satanic worshiper because I am not. And I'm not saying that there aren't any, okay? But for me and my religion, no, there is no devil. That's in the Abrahamic faiths, not in my pagan faith. Fair enough. Yeah, that's um, that makes sense to me when we keep in mind that you had said witchcraft and religion aren't necessarily hand in hand and how... Mm -hmm. um, there's all these different branches and everybody has different views. So I think mm -hmm. um, that that's a, a clarification that needs to be made about Absolutely. Um, not only religion and witchcraft, but that um, it's, it's not all about um, necessarily just spirituality, but like you said, about um, the elements and about nature. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, yes. And, and many others, I'm a pagan. Everything that has to do, if I'm with my witchcraft, has to do with paganism. I mix those two together. And like I said, there are some that don't. Some actually bring in their mainstream religions, such as Christianity. And some are atheists. Some are what we call secular witches. They have no deity um, at all within their practice. So it's really interesting. Like I said, it's a it's a personal individualized type of path. You're going to make it your own regardless. And it's going to be based on your, um, your personal philosophies, your morals, whatever you want to bring into it. 
that's what makes it's, your craft. Yeah. And so to me, looking at this from a paranormal investigator, that to me points out another similarity that we have, because um, if you can interview 500 paranormal investigators and they'll tell you 500 different ways of how they investigate, different tools they use. Some use things that others don't. Different philosophies they have, different approaches, mm-hmm. different beliefs, different religions. Exactly. Um, so I, I think this whole just field of the paranormal that I would classify both you and I and Wiccans and Druids and everybody else in um, is just so unique. It's just so not fixed. And you can define it in one way or give one example mm-hmm. of it. Absolutely, Sydney. Exactly. You nailed it right there. I mean, it's so many different practices, so many religions coming in, spiritual views, whatever have you. And you just have to make it your own. And, you know, like I said, witchcraft is about the same way. You know, you're bringing in your personal views, how you're connecting. You could have two witches in the room. And yes, we may practice, we may cast spells and, and everything, but how we go about practicing our craft, who we may worship to who, how we do those practices are totally different. You know, some witches, they follow the moon cycle uh, and the seasonal cycles and some don't, you know, some say, I'm just going to cast a spell because I need to do this right now. For example, you know, I can't wait till the full moon or I can't wait till the new moon cycle. So you have all these different um, interpretations and how people uh, go about practicing and, and doing their own craft. And, and just like what you were saying, you're a paranormal investigator. You have different practices. You know, I know some paranormal investigators that uh, pray and carry protection and, and the whole nine yards before they even go out, you know. So absolutely. I mean, there's so much to this. For sure. And I think it's important to um, just clarify that just because you do it a certain way and somebody else does it different doesn't make either of you wrong. Um, it's just a different approach, a different mindset and a different belief going into it. But I don't think um, that necessarily makes one person better or one person correct and the other person not correct. It's just a different uh, both methods work. It's just a different approach. Exactly. You nailed it right there. Exactly. And the way I look at it is, is the universe whatever have you, um, no religion is over another. Everyone um, sees the divine, feels the divine, experiences the divine in in different ways. And there is no incorrect, there is no correct way um, when you go to practice. There are guidelines at times depending and within the craft. Um, but overall and all, it's all about you and how you uh, go about your personal practices and what Um, and how you carry them out. So to wrap up here, Mm -hmm. our episode is looking at the origins of Halloween. And we thought we would do that um, by talking with you and talking about the origins of witchcraft, because of course, when you think Halloween, a lot of people aside from pumpkin pie and jack-o'-lanterns, they think witches. (laughs) So how do you think we get this modern concept of witchcraft that we today associate with Halloween? How do those things, two things become married? Well, you know, this is going to be on my opinion only, but there's a lot of symbology. If you look at it, Um, when Christianity came around, they were like, okay, well, we got to, when, as their religion, as the religion was growing, um, they had to convert the rest of the pagans. And so 
a lot of Christianity, even though it's Christian, there are a lot of pagan roots. Look at your holidays um, for Halloween. Um, Halloween, actually their uh, Christianity actually had during the summertime, that's when they worshiped their dead. They honored it or their saints. And then they said, well, you know, we need to convert the rest of these people over. And they made it where everybody could come over and become Christian, whatever, back in those days. But you see a lot of the symbology, like, for example, um, apples. Okay. Apples are a big thing. People bob for apples, you know, different things like that. Um, and back in the day, apples symbology of the afterlife, um, longevity, uh, love and, and women would actually sit back in the day, um, and they would cut up a piece of apple nine times and they would go in the dark and sit in front of a mirror and eat nine apples, uh, nine slices of apples. And when they got to the ninth, they would look in the mirror and they would be able to for, uh, foretell their husband, their future mate. Now, nowadays we look at the apples as, you know, something fun and harvesty. Well, that roots come from the Celtic and that's some of the traditions that they did. Mask wearing, trick-or-treating um, back in Ireland. Again, Ireland, they had people that would come up to the and it was a time that they would give back to the poor. Now, if your house did not uh, give to them. Well, they would play a trick on your home and your house, you would have bad luck for a year. Okay. So that's where trick or treating, you know, has its origins, you know, so people would give back at those times. And like I said, there's more like the pumpkin and all that. It was a turn up. Um, they would put it outside their house. They would carve it to protect their home from evil spirits. Only the good spirits could get by and the evil spirits would stay out. And we still have that symbology there. So there's a lot of roots in Halloween um, uh, where we're concerned, where witches and witchcraft and everything comes into. It's a whole lot more to it. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you would like um, for our listeners to know? Well, I just want people to understand that, you know, um, just don't assume um, that witches are bad. Uh, remember that you know a lot of your uh, a lot of your viewers don't understand it, and we're not looking for proof. But all we ask is, you know, please respect our differences and how we uh, go about practicing our spirituality, our faith, just like uh, a, a a lot of your viewers do. You know you go to church, we don't show up there, you know, uh, we don't show up there all the time and, and, and preach our gospel or anything. So the way I look at it is please respect our differences and, um, understand that, you know, the divine comes differently to everyone and just don't assume that we're bad when, when we're just normal people like you are, you know, we just have more spirituality and, and magic in our roots we're regarding our spirituality, but, you know, please, you know, don't just assume that we're satanic. We practice this in, in, in that because not all of us do. And we do, uh, we do look out for others. We really do. And we try to help other people, you know, and that's some of us, including myself. A hundred percent. Well, Harmony Harris, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I think we did uh, sort through a lot of this foggy witchcraft stuff, and I'm hoping that 
um, our listeners will have a better understanding because I know I for sure have a better understanding from talking with you um, about witchcraft and its involvement with um, the paranormal field. Yeah, absolutely. It goes hand in hand. And uh, like I said, you know, just really have an open mind. You don't have to worship. We're not going to convert you, you know, but I'm happy to to educate more people. And I hope that more people um, are welcome to contact me at any time, anytime. And I will be happy to answer some questions. Absolutely. So we will include um, if you would like for us your what Facebook link is that is that what's best for you? Um, we can do that. At, absolutely. I also have a Gmail as well. Um, but yeah, we can do that. I can contact you and, and give you all that information if you like. Sure. I will put that um, in the description with our podcast here so that if our listeners are looking for um, help that you can provide, they will be able to reach out with, to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would love to help. Excellent. Well, thank you very much again for speaking with us and um, have a good night. Stay dry. It's been, yeah, it has been a wet night. And thank you so much, uh, Sydney, for giving me this opportunity um, to, to educate and enlighten some people out there about us. For sure. Well, it's a pleasure. A happy Halloween. Speaking of Halloween, the history of Halloween is actually very interesting. Uh, it's, mostly relies on Celtic origins. Um, the really cool thing about this holiday is it was such a big deal that everyone was expected to be there. If you were not, the nobles would actually show up to your house and could imprison you. Uh, another crazy thing about this holiday is that they were so serious about it that you couldn't even commit crimes on this day. If you committed crimes, they were punishable by death. Even just petty things uh, like theft i mean that would still be the death penalty for you basically which is very interesting um but basically the way they would go about celebrating this day uh would be the family would go from their home in the morning time and leave their hearth to burn out and that's because later on at night they would actually light a community hearth in the middle of town and everybody would gather around it and just take a little piece from it and bring it back to their home to help welcome in the darkness uh, as they referred to it um they also would go out into their fields and leave uh different kinds of offerings to uh the different fey fairies that were out there uh just because it was believed that at this time the veil between our worlds is so thin that their ancestors could actually come back and visit them. Another way that they would protect their homes was actually uh, from carved turnips. Uh, so that's kind of where we get the whole jack-o'-lantern thing from. All right. Thank you again very much, Harmony. So I do want to make one quick clarification here. Um, I misspoke when we were talking about the Day of the Dead. My Spanish teacher from high school would kill me if she ever heard this. Um, Day of the Dead is actually just celebrated in Mexico, not Spain. So I wanted to throw that out there. I will say that I think the part of the interview that caught my attention the most was the religious diversity amongst witches. And while spirituality isn't necessarily the focus of this podcast or the paranormal field, you can't entirely separate the two because... To understand the paranormal is to have some sort of understanding of in 
afterlife. Now, that doesn't mean simply Christianity or Catholicism, but any sort of spiritual belief. Absolutely. I mean, what really caught my attention the most from what she was saying was uh, the story of uh, the Witch of Endor with King Saul and Samuel. Um, and just to kind of touch on that story just a little bit more from uh, my knowledge of that story, from reading it myself, um, it, this is where I really believe that especially uh, Christians have a big, big, big misconception of witches and witchcraft. Um, but I'll kind of get to that point here in a sec once I start telling the story. Um, whenever uh, Samuel was alive, he actually had cast out all witches, all wizards, all mages, everything like that, um, because they were considered to be unholy. Um, well, after Samuel had passed, there was a war coming, and King Saul didn't know what to do because Samuel was his advisor. He was the one who talked to God, and God told him basically what to do. Um, and so Sam, or King Saul, freaking out, went to the Witch of Endor. And nobody realized really how big of a deal this was, but it was a huge deal because, like I said, Samuel had cast out all of those kinds of people. Uh, so when he went, he went uh, in a cloak, uh, surrounded by very few guards to protect him to this witch's house and whenever she found out that it was him she started freaking out because she thought he was there to kill her for being a witch but he told her no it's nothing like that I need your help my advisor is dead I don't know what to do there's a war coming on my city I just need help and finally after much debating she finally agreed to uh help king saul out and when she did uh two things happened number one uh she did indeed pull samuel back from the grave however samuel was furious with her absolutely furious for doing that to her uh for doing that to him excuse me um but then the next thing that happened um she accidentally opened a door uh, to another world, basically, that let in all sorts of different things. And she was fearful of these things that she was seeing. Um, but I really, that's kind of where I believe the misconception comes from, because... I wholeheartedly believe that it's not just witches that can do that sort of thing. It's absolutely anybody, which is why everybody always stresses so much to be so careful while you're investigating, um, especially with certain tools. Um, but another thing that shocks me uh, is it, it's the whole thing about how long it's taken. Like I said, it's, it just surprises me that it's taken so long when America was supposed to be this big melting pot for all these different religions and beliefs and the land of opportunity. And uh, finally, some folks started coming out as secular. They didn't believe what the church had to say. Well, that's when you really saw a rise in the Salem witch trials and uh, people calling each other out for being witches that that's when you really start to see that progress and it's because the church was the people in control basically and they wanted to keep that control um, so it's it's absolutely wild to me that they did that to those poor people 
It is absolutely wild. And it's no wonder why people are so afraid of witches, especially on Halloween. They have been misrepresented for centuries, when in reality, they are just people like you and I who are just trying to bring about change. Well, thank you for listening to I'm Not Afraid of the Dark with Sydney and JC. Be sure to tune in next time as we sit down with a very popular paranormal author. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. We are not afraid.